Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. Neil, how was your week? Filled Anything with, fun? Filled with sports drama, but aside from that, you know, pretty Have you pretty uh, Have you set up any Christmas stuff yet? No, it's way too early. It is not no, it is way, way too, too early. early. Today is November 11th, Remembrance Day. If you're here with us in Canada, it is way too early. Okay, yeah, now maybe I sound a little insensitive for talking about Christmas stuff on November 11th. Uh, but uh, after today, it, it is appropriate to set up Christmas stuff? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you're telling me? I think, you know, like the, the general idea that I have is when I was growing up, you know, the Santa Claus parade was the quintessential day of the season, the Christmas season beginning. And that happens in November. And, yeah, but what day in November? It's, I think I it's know, usually like different. the last, the latter half of November. No. I think it's like November. I think to it's me, like November 15th. To me, like, I believe Christmas starts a month before Christmas. So November 25th would be my... See, for me, growing up, it was, as soon as October 31st was over... It was Christmas time. It was like the first weekend of November, we set up our Christmas tree. We are sitting in a room right now where my Christmas tree is set up in the corner. I, I, I feel like if you told me otherwise, that Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas Is You, <laughs> was not your most played song last year. I would not. I wouldn't believe anything else. You know. I feel like it is. I feel like that is. She is like taken most... over Christmas. She has like claimed Christmas. Yeah. You know, she just released a new album, like a new Christmas album, a new Christmas with, album with a new Christmas song, just to re-release her Christmas songs. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. How am I hearing about this now? I think you're just you're just pretending to not know. I We're feel sitting like you, in a room. You pre-ordered my you, Christmas tree. You you pre-ordered the album. My oh, you, okay. <laughs> You're, you're, you know, cycling the web, you know, <laughs> trying to find out if she's going on tour. I'm trying not to sound psycho. Mariah Carey, the Christmas tour. Side note, yeah. remember, you know how they, they set up their bay windows, the bay Christmas windows every year? Yeah. You know, the one year they got Mariah Carey to come do a performance while they opened them, she came and lip synced three songs and they paid her over a million dollars to do that. That's amazing. Were you in the crowd when that happened? Oh, I, crowd, I crowdfunded that. I uh, I contributed some of my money for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I may or may not have walked by the Bay Christmas windows. So you don't have the album yet. Uh, at least now I know what to get you for Christmas. Now yeah. you know what to get me. Go. Uh, we got a fun show for you guys today. Christmas stuff aside, don't worry. I'll be talking about Christmas a lot more in the coming weeks. Uh, but should we jump into some losers of the week? I think we should. Let's do it. Loser. Uh, would you like to start us off, Neil? My loser of the week, you know, we talked about him briefly last week. Um, based, He's all over the news because of his choice of words coming into the season, his choice of status. This is a person who is iconic amongst the NFL, someone that a lot of people look up to. His name is Aaron Rodgers. And he's in, he's in the news for all of the, the wrong reasons right now. Because he's an idiot, but go on. Yeah, so this week he is my loser of the week. Aaron Rodgers recently this past week appeared on the Pat McAfee show on Tuesday and said he took, quote-unquote, full responsibility for his comments last week. If you don't know what his comments were last week, 
You remember his comments? I do. He, he literally told everyone. Um, yeah, comments li- at the beginning of the season and recently as well. Yeah, he was asked if he was vaccinated and he said he was, quote, immunized. Yeah, I'm immunized. Yeah, I've wh- been immunized. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. And then later this week or later on on Tuesday, he said he feels that, you know, the media has been on this like witch hunt to find out where which players were vaccinated. And he basically blamed reporters for him saying that he was immunized back in August. So you can choose to believe whatever you want. But he also said if the vaccine is so great, why are people still getting covid? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know, you know, I don't understand why we have doctors when we have guys like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Who just can literally to this fucking loser no, uh, with his long ass slick back hair. Clearly and... Aaron Rodgers knows more about this the science behind this pandemic than doctors themselves, than scientists themselves. One's, you know, like for a guy to not realize that hey, this is what's helping this pandemic you know this is you know it's a it's called a vaccine for a reason it's not called the cure it's called a vaccine so if you do get the the virus it'll help you it'll help you not have the worst symptoms from it it won't it won't have the symptoms won't affect you as badly as if you do get the virus basically you won't die from covid if you get the fucking vaccine aaron Rodgers. i wonder what his family thinks he came out on tuesday and said I made some comments that people might have felt were misleading. And to anybody who felt misled by those comments, I take full responsibility for those comments. As you should. I understand this is the issue. He basically just kept saying, I take full responsibility. I take full responsibility. He didn't apologize. No. He didn't, you know, try to go back on his words. He didn't. He All he said is, hey, I take full responsibility. He even went on to say, I still stand for what I believe in, which is fine. Great. Do that. But don't put your other fucking teammates at risk. Don't put reporters yeah. at risk. He's been going into reports or media sessions where wearing no mask when yeah. every other player in the league has to wear a mask if they're unvaccinated. And he said that his reason was um, for not wearing a mask in these media sessions that he doesn't want to uh, show the people. He doesn't want to draw attention to the fact that he's unvaccinated because apparently he has a minor allergy to one of the vaccines. Anyways, there's a whole lot of cloud around what is actually true and whether he's just, you know, blowing smoke out of his ass to cover up the fact that he lied. But you see what they find him. I did see what they find him. It's the equivalent I saw. It's the equivalent of 14,250. Yeah, it's the equivalent of fining an average American $33. $33. That's what the equivalent was? That's what the equivalent was. This is this was pocket change from him. He probably just uh, opened up his, his nightstand and found that lying around in change and then paid it. Do you like, also see that um, C.D. Lamb got fined for uniform infraction and it was actually, he got fined more than Aaron Rodgers was fined? What was the uniform infraction? C.D. Lane was fined fifteen thousand four fifty for uniform. Vi- I don't exactly know why he was fined for it, but but he again he got fined more than Aaron Rodgers did for violating COVID protocols, not wearing a mask, mm-hmm. not being vaccinated, lying about being vaccinated. It's just like, uh, you know what? I'm changing my loser of the week. My loser of the week was originally something else. Now I'm making my loser of the week 
the NFL. <laughs> the fucking NFL. Because, like, the way they deal with this shit, they're, they're coming out and saying, like, oh, uh, uh, teams can start forfeiting games if they don't have enough players to actually play in these games. And then when stuff like this does arise, yeah. they give them a, a, slim, a simple slap on the wrist, and then off you go. Dalvin Cook is being investigated right now for domestic abuse. Yeah. And he's still allowed to play. A couple years ago, Ezekiel Elliott um, was charged for domestic abuse. And there was a case that was ongoing throughout the season. And he mm-hmm. continued to play throughout that season. The NFL just... The, the shit that they allow their players to go... To get away with is just ridiculous. And then you have a guy like Colin Kaepernick uh, kneel for a stupid fucking national anthem. And he uh, loses his career. So... <clears throat> that's my yeah. stance on that it's my my loser of the week is the nfl it's really interesting about uh dalvin cook that you just brought that up um because dalvin is coming out on the record and saying that he's a victim in this situation his ex-girlfriend is just doing this to get gain attention and money and it's a he said she know, said it's a thing. he said she said For thing. Sure. You, you can see what you know guys like deshaun watson are still going through right now the many counts um, allegations that have come against him it comes a point where you just kind of have to say, "Oh shit!" But the NFL isn't even stepping in on the Deshaun Watson stuff. They're, no, they're it, letting the team handle that. It's exactly what we talked about in last week's episode about the PA behind all of this, right? Like, there has to be a third party yeah. that investigates all of these issues separately. Hundred percent, right? Take the NFL away from the actual allegation. Mm-hmm. You know, like have a third party that investigates separately. Because you don't want to involve the NFL in this. This is a separate crime that needs to be talked about, right? Like, so... 100%. You know, it goes, goes back to exactly the same thing, right? You don't want any affiliation with the company whatsoever. It's like your, your work investigating a, a domestic abuse claim. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? This is their job. This is their livelihood. If I... If anyone were to get involved in a domestic abuse uh, legal trial their work isn't going to investigate it. Their McDonald's employment is not going to investigate it. You need a third party. You need an outside investigation. So, um, yeah, that's my stance on that. Okay, so moving on, we um, saw the return of one Pascal Siakam this past Sunday after, you know, off-season surgery, a lot of uh, rehabilitation coming back from that. Pascal returned this past Sunday against Brooklyn. Did you see the game on Sunday? Did, did you see his performance? I did. He looked good. He looked like he he stepped right back into his old role, um, which just meant the growing pains were going to come a little bit later. Um, they obviously fell short to Brooklyn on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, they still put up a very good performance, in my opinion. Um, it was a close game until the end. Until the end, yeah. Um, the... Pascal Siakam in his second game back last night on Wednesday against Boston struggled. He only scored eight points. He had four fouls. The thing is, we're giving him a pass here because to think he would come back immediately in midseason form in his second game after missing five months is ludicrous. Like, you can't think that, right? Like, you have to think it's going to take him some time to find, you know, the, the speed that the NBA has played at. You know, it's... He's coming back from surgery. 
It's now talk Let's because because the Raptors are playing a back to back on the road too. It's unlikely he's going to play tonight against. Um, he is he is officially Philadelphia. ruled out. Ruled out. He's he's ruled out. Yeah. So he's not going to be playing back to backs just yet. Where do you see this team going now that Pascal is back? Do you see this team gelling? Do you see Pascal as kind of, you know, doing more harm to this team that we saw start off really great uh, in their first nine games without Pascal? Um, I don't think ten games. Sorry, I don't think we're throwing a wrench into the Raptors right now. I think um, there's obviously going to be growing pains with this team. Pascal Siakam is a a monster on the floor, and he has a a giant impact with this team. Um, there's a lot of fresh faces on this team um, that Pascal Siakam hasn't played with yet. Yeah, and so we need to Nick Nurse and the coaching staff needs to figure out how Pascal Siakam will slide back into this new. Um, new team Raptors, um, this, these fresh faces, these new faces of the Raptors, um, because, you know, players like Scotty Barnes, um, Banton have a similar role than Pascal Siakam. Um, so we got to figure out how, what that looks like, who's going to come off the bench, who's going to start, um, who's going to play on the floor together, whether they want to play big ball, stuff like that. Um, I think Pascal Siakam will eventually, fit right back into this uh, dominant Raptors team. Yeah, I, looking at what they've done here, a couple things stand out. You know, Ken Birch has played great. I, you look back a few years ago when the Raptors traded a big man, Jonas Valanciunas, and you look at the way he's playing now, it just makes you think, like, what if they still had him? You know, they could use a big man like Jonas. And he's doing well. He's doing well. Pelicans so, right now. I mean, that, that inner... Um, center presence, the big body in the middle there who can still shoot is, is missing right now because Birch is not a three-point shooter. He's not a, yeah. a jump-up shooter. And I feel like right now the Raptors are playing best with a lineup of, of Van Vliet, Gary Trent, Ananobi, um, Barnes, and Svi. And Svi's like, Mahalik's actually playing really well. He's bringing yeah. a lot of energy. Um, every time, you know, Siakam's on the floor now, having the the big three guys in the middle there and Siakam and Anobi and Barnes, I think there's too many mouths to feed. One of those guys I feel is going to have to go to the bench, but you know, their playing styles overlap. You can't have three guys who play the exact That's same the way. That's the thing. Right. So Ananobi's be- I feel Ananobi's best from three point range. Um, he's still not particularly consistent enough from three. He's working on it. He's getting there. His defense is what we need though. But I feel like Ananobi might be best alongside guys like Banton and Birch. You know what I mean? With guys who can still play the middle and play up front and give him that small forward position where he yep. can be the offensive force. And I feel like Scotty needs to play with uh, Siakam because they complement each other in that sense, right? They're both energy guys. You know, Siakam's going to get the ball in the low post, do his spin move, and try to get to the hoop. That's what he does every single time. Yeah, and it fucking works. Yeah. No team has yet to figure it out. Like, he was throwing it off every chance he got last night against Boston. Uh, One of the things um, that Boston last night in the game against the Raptors had on us was the, the boards. They kept getting those rebounds off of us. So we need to figure out, you know, who's going to be that big big center rebound guy for us because we have some power forwards we have some small forwards and then we have some centers so we have to figure out you know who's going to fit into that solidified center role yeah 
because um, we have a lot of big guys, but we need to figure out, again, who's going to be that center role. Yeah, they had no match for Robert Williams last night. The time lord. Yeah. They Williams couldn't. was going off last night. Williams is a different beast, right? But in the NBA, you're going to match up against these guys on a nightly basis. Every team has a young big. You, you saw the effort that a couple games ago against Orlando where a guy like Mo Bamba was, dis- was destroying them on the boards. You know, every night, that's why I mentioned, you need a guy like Jonas Valanciunas there to help solidify the paint. You know, if you, uh, if you have guys with length that are always moving around, you're not going to get rebounds. Right, so it's something for his team to look at. They're still young; they're still learning. Did you see what the Kevin Durant said about Scotty Barnes the other night? No, he just yeah. he said how unbelievable this kid is, and he's like, he's like, how old is this kid? Twenty one, twenty two, and they're like, he's twenty, and he's like, wow, this guy's gonna be good. He's uh, that's why one of the things I love about Kevin Durant is that he keeps it real and he's not afraid to give other players compliments. He's always been that that player, especially with Toronto, like. When everyone else sleeps on Toronto, like him, Charles Barkley, are always just like, do not sleep on this team. I remember he had this, Kevin Durant had this one quote um, from a couple years ago. Before we won the championship, um, someone asked him if you think uh, the Raptors are an up-and-coming team. And he's like, up-and-coming? No, they're not an up-and-coming team. They're already here. And I saved that quote. And I have it saved somewhere. I don't know where it is, but I have it saved because it was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, the rest of the NBA always sleeps on the Raptors. And even after we win a championship, it, they're, they're always going to be slept on. The I thing know. is like, they're very young. The expectations for this team are very low. Like they're not expected to make the playoffs this year. They're not expected to, you know, really challenge for much this year. This is like a transition year, you know, with guys coming off in significant injuries with, you know, the Raptors not really signing many uh, prized free agents over the offseason. Drafting really well. Drafting really well. It's a transition year. See, it? I don't think this is a transition year. You I think, think they, this is a... You think there might not be a championship year. You think they're a big trade away from being a, a contender? 100%. You think Drakic is going to stay on this team come trade deadline? He's still on the team. We never see him, but he's still on the team. He doesn't play any yeah. minutes. Uh, yeah, we're going. We're going to make a trade to contend this year. Absolutely, that's true. All right, should we move on? Let's move on um, to some Blue Jays news. I haven't talked about the boys in blue with the bats in a long time. We definitely haven't. Um, but there's some big news that's come out of the Blue Jays camp. Um, a lot of finalists for some uh, MLB awards coming out of the Blue Jays. Yeah. Um, a lot of former Blue Jays in there as well, too. A lot of former Blue Jays in there as well. Like Marcus Semyon. Oh, shut up. He's not a former <laughs> Blue Jay yet. Uh, so the, the Jays did offer him a qualifying offer. That he quickly rejected. Which he rejected. But um, I don't think it's it's time to freak out just yet. The qualifying offer is just basically an extension of the offer that's already there. Um. So obviously he he wants he wants to get a little bit more than what he was making last year. That's 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 the whole deal. To deny a qualifying offer is saying I I would like a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Whether he's going to get that from the Blue Jays or anywhere else has yet to be determined. Um, but I don't think as a Blue Jay fan I don't think it's time to freak out just yet. It just means that we are going to be competing with other teams. I feel like he's going to get a max contract. 
He just won a gold glove he, in the second base had, as well. Yeah. Like, he's one of the three finalists for AL MVP. Yeah, he had a ridiculously great season. It just goes to show how how talented this lineup was, yeah. like top to bottom. But that's how good the AL East was. That's the thing. This, like this year, to have right? this many finalists for awards on the Blue Jays, and they still didn't make the postseason. I hope Rogers now understands. Hey, we gotta we <laughs> we gotta spend some more money like, and get shit. these guys locked up. You know, even Robbie Ray, another pending free agent, right? Like yep. I, I feel like this team needs to get the get the core guys back, like run it back with these guys yet again because it came so close. I feel like if they run it back with a team and they're actually playing at home and they're at home the whole season, yeah. whole baby. They lit it up at home last season, and they were only playing there for what twenty five percent of the actual season. I don't. <sighs> if they play a full season at the Rogers Center, whole baby. So, what do you think is ha- like with an important off season coming up here? This is a, the the time for the Blue Jays. They have some holes in the rotation. You know, they traded a lot. They traded my boy Austin Martin for Jose Barrios. Um, which is, you know, a great, like he's a bona fide ace, like on this team, you still have Ryu coming back. You still have, uh, Manoa mm-hmm. in the rotation, but now, you know, Steven Matz is a free agent. Robbie Ray is a free agent. What do you think this rotation is going to look like? What arms would you like to see the Blue Jays go out and get? I wouldn't, um, be totally upset if we didn't bring Steven Matz back. I will definitely be upset if we don't bring Robbie Ray back. Obviously he's going to be expensive, but I think we need to bring him back here. Um, the whole thing about Marcus Simeon is uh, a different story because we need to bring him back as well. Um, if we don't, we're going to have some serious holes, like you said, this offseason that need to be um, fixed, mm-hmm. that need to be filled. Um, but there, are, it's not just the Blue Jays. There are a lot of free agents that chose not to um, accept qualifying offers and to become free agents and test the market. So there are a lot of good free agents out there. The bullpen is also an area of concern. Um, but before I talk barn? about the, the arm barn, yeah, sorry. The arm barn. No, we're not doing that. That PETA's trying to get the name changed to, but... We're not doing that. In this rotation, you know, like an interesting name that, that I was hearing about yesterday was um, former perennial... Cy Young award winner who's throwing a, a showcase right now, 38 years old, still throwing 97 miles an hour. His name's Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. Interesting enough name. I think he would really fit fit in well as even Is he 39. He's 38. 38. But he's still throwing really well. Like he wants to play. He said himself he wants to play until he's 45. You see other 38 year olds making significant impact like Matt, Max Scherzer mm-hmm. who's now in the Dodgers. I feel like, you know, if we are able to sign on a very low risk contract, even a one or two year deal, sign a Justin Verlander as a fourth starter on this team, Can you, you fucking do it. You get the guy signed in my opinion. He he's he he would represent a great upgrade to that rotation. He represent great mentorship for a young guy like Alec Manoa or even Nate Pearson coming up. Mm-hmm. I Do you think Nate Pearson turns into a starter? I think that's still the idea. That's still, yes. That's, um, this past year, obviously, we used him more of a, a 
in between guy or sometimes even a closer. Yeah. Um, but I think the the whole idea with the the upbringing of Nate Pearson was to turn him into a starter. And I, I definitely think um, if this offseason doesn't work out with the acquisitions, I definitely think we need to make Nate Pearson a starter. We need to continue to uh, develop him, him into a starter because I don't think we're going to bring back everyone that was on this Jays team last year. I feel like this is, you know, with us saying like this is an important offseason for the Jays, the Jays are going to be linked to almost any, any and every free agent that you hear. Same thing happened last season. Exact same thing. Yeah. They were never linked to George Springer, though. That's the thing. This The entire... Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Not really, though. Like, if you look at the actual people they were trying to go after, George Springer was never the big name they were trying to... Like, obviously, he was he was the biggest name in the offseason, but he was never, like, super linked to the Blue Jays. He was just the, the player that was the biggest... Would be the biggest acquisition in the offseason. And then when they announced that they signed him, it was just like, holy shit. They actually did it. They got him. So... Yeah, I feel like... Th- there's players out there right now that I'm hearing the Jays are linked to. One of them is the Cleveland Guardians, Jose Ramirez. The new Cleveland Guardians. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jays have been linked to them for a long time. So if in the event that they can't re-sign a guy like uh, Marcus Semien, they're going to want to go after a guy like Jose Ramirez, who's a perennial all-star. I only The only thing with that is he's under contract for two more years. $24 million. I feel like that's a great price to pay to, to round out the infield. He can either play second base or third base. Mm-hmm. Those are the spots that the Jays need to fill. They don't have a second baseman. They have a third baseman. Mm-hmm. right? They have everything else. right? Everything else is in there. They're good at catcher. They're good at first base. And they're good at, at shortstop. Uh, not if they lose Simeon. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have second base open with no Simeon. I know third base open. One of the thing, one of the the parts of his contract, if we were to bring him back, is if one of the, I'm sure one of the parts of the contract would be he would have to play shortstop because he'd been he's been very vocal about wanting to play shortstop. That's what I'm saying. You can wave him goodbye. He's not coming back. You're giving up on Marcus. I'm I'm guaranteeing Marcus Simeon is not going to be a Blue Jay next year. I told you this mid season. Seeing it again now, Marcus Simeon does not want to play in Toronto because he he wants to be a shortstop. Yeah, but like, he knows you. How can you play in Toronto in front of this crowd and this team and say this is not a winning team? It doesn't matter to him. Things that matter to him, things that matter to him are money right now, term, and playing the position he wants to play. That's all that matters to him. Well, that's pretty sad. We'll see. We'll see, I guess. Oh, we are analysts, right? We don't really know what the <laughs> fuck they, these players want. Another interesting player that the, the Blue Jays need, they the Blue Jays need a left-handed outfielder. And who better to go after that whose stock is so low right now after joining the Yankees last year, and the left picking on the Yankees, is Joey Gallo. I feel like Joey Gallo is another name that the Blue Jays could sign as a left-handed hitter in the outfield. He's didn't twenty. He, he's only 27. Didn't he just sign with the Yankees, though? No, he, the Yankees traded for him, but he's... Um, I think he's got one year left on his contract. Right, right. I mean, the Yankees and the Blue Jays rarely make trades together, like because they're in the same division. You'd never see a trade with them, no. at least. Did you hear Oakland has put like a lot of their top stars on the trading block as well? 
the athletics, they're trying to shed half of their salary. So they're playing, they're putting pretty much all of their all-stars on the trading block. So another interesting name there is Matt Chapman, who plays third mm-hmm. baseman, mm-hmm. who is an all-star as well. He only hit 27 home runs last year. Only. Only 27. What a loser. Should have made him my loser of the week. Yeah. Well, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, though, for this Blue Jays team. It'll be exciting. It's going to determine whether they're a winning team next season or whether they're a, it's a transition year. All right, should we move on? Let's uh, move on to some FPOW. Would you like to start? Would you like me to start? It was a crazy week in football, guys. It was. Guys. It was was a crazy week in football. Crazy week in football. I can't remember a single week where so many underdogs have actually won the game. The Bills lost. The Bills lost. The Cowboys lost. Mm -hmm. The Rams lost. Those I don't are, know if you can call it a, an underdog, but the, the Raiders lost. The, Giants. the Raiders they lost. Beat the Raiders. There's Anytime the Giants win, whoever they beat, huge loss for that <laughs> team. Huge. Yes, absolutely. The um, Saints lost. Like, the, the, like, this is just in... If you have a survivor pool out there, and if every team is not eliminated after last week, <laughs> consider yourself... If you're a team left, consider yourself fucking lucky because... A lot of a lot of brackets got busted last night. A lot a lot of survivor picks got busted. Imagine uh, like a parlay that you were to put on this past week. Imagine like picking a bunch of teams to win in a parlay this week and just not hitting any of them. I in my entire life of watching football, I've never seen this many upsets in one week. It was ridiculous. And uh, we're seeing the aftermath of these upsets because teams are making big moves. Uh, should I announce the the breaking news? Is there breaking news? There's breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Carolina Panthers signed free agent quarterback Cam Newton. It's official? It's official. I just got the notification. TSN. Oh, my God. Officially. He's he's back. Officially re-signed Cam Newton as what's probably going to be their starting quarterback because Sam Darnold. My first pickup of the uh, week is Cam Newton. (laughs) (laughs) Jump in there. It's Cam Newton. Okay. After breaking news. Why is it Cam Newton, Neil? 27 minutes ago, breaking news. He's back in Charlotte. He is back. He's 32 years old. Starter Sam Darnold's going to be on the shelf for four to six weeks with a shoulder injury. Panthers' only option before the signing of this legend was PJ Walker and Matt Barkley, who they just recently acquired. But... Cam Newton knows this system. He knows this franchise. He knows this locker room. He knows this field. He knows how <laughs> this You're just works. making the promo right now for Sunday football. He was the offensive rookie of the year in 2011. He was a league MVP <laughs> for the Carolina Panthers in 2015. He led the team to a 15-1 and record and a berth in the Super Bowl in 2015. Go out and get this guy. He's 0% owned. Probably up to one now that it just got just, broke. Yeah, yeah. Go out and get Cam Newton. Are we just forgetting the, the past two seasons? <laughs> Don't know what the, you're talking about. With the New England Patriots? Are you just chalking that up to the, the failed system? New, of England New England is where careers go to die. Well, yeah, we know that. This guy just got a second chance at life. Go out and <laughs> sign him. His name is Cameron Newton. 
Uh, are you are you going right now to, to sign? Do you need a quarterback this week? I do not. You do not. <laughs> but everyone else, if you're in need of a quarterback. Russell Wilson is back. If you're in a super flex uh, or if you're in a two-quarterback league, go out and get Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. I am in some quarterback trouble right now, so I may or may not go out and sign Cam Newton uh, because I had to, to the point where I had to pick up Mike White this past week because... That's where my status is right now. Uh, Tua's probable to play tonight. We don't know for sure. Taysom Hill I picked up last week in a trade. Um, and then they announced that Trevor Simeon was the starter. So fuck me, right? Uh, my first pickup of the week, um, the door just blew wide open for this player. He's a wide receiver on the Atlanta Falcons, and that's Russell Gage. Um, the room in front of him, like I said, has been cleared. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a PPR especially, he's going to see a lot of targets. You saw a lot of targets last week. Um, I think if you're in need of a wide receiver, if yeah. you need a flex, try him out. Try out Russell Gage. I think you'll be very satisfied with the results. It's not a bad choice. Um, I'm going to stick with a wide receiver here as well. And he had every opportunity this week now that the person who was in front of him has now been released. His name is Odell Beckham Jr. My pickup of the week is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he looked great. Uh, he didn't have that many uh, balls thrown his way, but that's okay because he completed a 60-yarder, and he also had a touchdown later in the game. Donovan Peoples-Jones is now in the Odell Beckham spot. His own coach came out and said, Kevin Stefanski came out and said, he's Mr. Reliable, quote-unquote. So there's, he even said there's going to be more opportunities for him moving forward just like that. So The ball can't just go to Jarvis Landry. It no. needs to go other places. No. So, you know, and Jarvis Landry is injured every other week. Go out and get him, stash, stash him on the bench, start him, whatever the fuck you want to do with him. Get this guy, DPJ, on your team. DPJ. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh who are they playing this week? Who's Cleveland playing this week? The Patriots. This okay, week. so even more reason to go pick up Peoples Jones because the Patriots defense shut down shuts down the number one option, which is Jarvis Landry. DPJ! There you go. Go get him. Uh side note, where do you think uh OBJ is gonna end up? Well last last week's show I told you like the top places I can see him are going are Green Bay or New Orleans, and I still am standing by those two places. I think he ends up in New Orleans. Uh, Devontae Adams has come out and said specifically that he wants OBJ in Green Bay. He he said he's going to turn into a superstar again if he comes to Green Bay. He's come out and said that. So you don't think he's going to end up there? No, I think he goes to New Orleans. Goes back home? I think he, he definitely... Uh, He's more needed. He's from Louisiana. He played for LSU for so many years, right? So Exactly. He's more needed on the Saints team right now. Saints um, need a lot right now. <laughs> they need a lot, but they're... they're um, I, the reason I think he goes to Green Bay instead of New Orleans, too, is because Green Bay is a contender right now. I don't think the yeah. Saints are. I don't think they are either, but they can... The thing about the Saints is whether they have Drew Brees or not, they can be a contender any given year. Mm-hmm. That's just always been the thing with the saints 
Um, my second pickup of the week is going is I, I'm going to continue my trend of going with defenses uh, because this defense is going up against Mr. Cam Newton this week, and uh, that's the Arizona Cardinals defense. Um, no matter what comes out of the situation in Carolina, who their starting quarterback is going to be named, obviously yeah. it's trending in the direction of Cam Newton, um, but they're going to have growing pains. It's not going to be a perfect matchup. And the Arizona Cardinals are a very good defense, whether they have J.J. Watt or not. Um, They're a very good defense. And I think they're going to get some sacks. They're going to get some interceptions. And they're not going to allow Carolina to be as successful as they want to be. Mm Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Cam's gonna start this week, but that's well. That's regar- the thing. Regardless, I don't know. Regardless, I don't know who the who the starting quarterback is. We don't yeah. know. Um, Carolina doesn't know. Um, but whoever it is, it they're going to have a tough time against this Arizona Cardinals defense. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that is our fantasy pickups of the week. Do you have anything else to add, Neil? No. Excited for episode forty-two today. Um, thank you to all your listeners for. The week over week support. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We have some uh, exciting stuff coming. So uh, stay tuned. And thank you once again for listening. All right. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.